Ordinary faithful, today is the 21st Sunday after Pentecost. The epistle for the Mass is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Brethren, be strengthened in the Lord and in the might of his power. Put you on the armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the deceits of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the world of this darkness, against the spirits of wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the armor of God, that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and to stand in all things perfect. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of justice, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In all things, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you may be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the most wicked one, and take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And the Holy Gospel. It's taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a king who would take an account of his servants. And when he had begun to take the account, one was brought to him that owed him 10,000 talents. And as he had not wherewith to pay it, his Lord commanded that he should be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. But that servant falling down besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant, being moved with pity, let him go, and forgave him the debt. But when that servant was gone out, he found one of his fellow servants that owed him a hundred pence. And laying hold of him, he throttled him, saying, Pay what thou owest. And his fellow servant, falling down, besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he paid the debt. Now his fellow servants, seeing what was done, were very much grieved, and they came and told their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord called him and said, Thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all the debt because thou besoughtest me. Shouldst not thou then have had compassion also on thy fellow servant, even as I had compassion on thee? And his Lord, being angry, delivered him to the torturers until he paid all the debt. So also shall my heavenly Father do to you, if you forgive not every one his brother from your hearts. Thus far the words of the Holy Gospel. Behold this heart, which has so loved men, exhausting and consuming itself in proof of its love. These are the words of our Lord to St. Margaret Mary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear faithful, earlier this week, we celebrated the feast of St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, who was one of the great patrons of the Daughters of Mary and the congregation of St. Pius V. As you know, it was to St. Margaret Mary that our Lord revealed his sacred heart 
and asked for the love of our hearts in return. A number of years ago, there was a very famous bishop in this country, Bishop Fulton Sheen. He was well known for his devotion to the holy hour of reparation, which is one of the practices our Lord asked of St. Margaret Mary. Even before he was a priest, Bishop Sheen resolved that he would make the holy hour each and every day in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. And he kept that resolution the rest of his life. For over 60 years, he never missed his daily holy hour in the presence of our Lord in the church. Sometimes he was so busy that he would have to get up at three or four o'clock in the morning to make that holy hour. But he never missed it. On occasion, he was asked who it was that was the inspiration for his devotion to the holy hour. If it was a particular pope or a particular saint. Bishop Sheen said no. He said his inspiration for devotion to the Sacred Heart and to the Holy Hour in particular was a little girl. And he told her story. This little girl was from China and she lived through the terrible persecution of the Catholic Church at the hands of the Chinese communist government. This little girl had just made her first Holy Communion when the communist soldiers came to her village. The leader of the soldiers gathered together all the people into the church, and there he began to speak to them. He told them that their Catholic faith was just a superstition, He demanded that all the people, even the children, turn in any religious objects they might possess. Crucifixes, statues, holy cards. These items were all collected and burned before the people. The people then watched with horror as the soldiers opened fire with their guns on the tabernacle in the church filling it with holes. The leader of the soldiers broke open the doors, grabbed the ciborium, and threw it to the ground in contempt. And our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament was scattered across the church. Thirty-two hosts were on the floor. The captain then ordered all of the people out of the church and declared that if anyone was found entering the church, he would be shot immediately. The parish priest was locked in the coal shed of the church. From his little prison, he could peer through the cracks in the wall. He could see the body of our Lord lying on the cold stone floor of the church. The priest knelt all night in prayer, trying to make reparation for the terrible sacrilege 
that had been committed. When morning came, he was surprised to hear the sound of a door opening and then closing softly. Still peering through the cracks, he saw a little girl, one of his first communicants, slowly make her way into the sanctuary. He saw her make a double genuflection before one of the hosts that had been flung into the corner. She knelt and she prayed. And that little girl stayed with our Lord for an entire hour. Even though every moment she was there, her life was in danger. She was making a holy hour of reparation. And she was preparing her heart for Holy Communion. At the end of the hour, the little one bent down and used her tongue to lift the host from the floor. And then she remained again for a long while on her knees, speaking to our Lord in her heart. When she was done, she rose and went quietly from the church. The next day, the same girl came and did just as before. She made a holy hour, she received Holy Communion, and she made a good thanksgiving. For 32 days in a row, the priest anxiously watched this child risk her life to protect our Lord and to give him the honor and the love that he deserves. The priest was relieved when the final day came. He knew that there was one host left And that once it was received, the little girl's life would be out of danger. At daybreak, she entered the church as usual. She knelt on the ground to make her holy hour. At that moment, the priest heard a shout. And a moment later, he heard a gunshot. He saw the little girl fall forward to the ground. But in a moment, she had raised herself again. She crawled painfully to where the last host lay. And with her dying breath, she bent to receive Jesus one last time. And the next moment, she was a martyr in heaven. The priest was eventually exiled from China. He made his way to America and he related what he had seen to Bishop Sheen. And the thought of that little girl making her daily holy hour 
and receiving Holy Communion with all the love of her heart gave the bishop the inspiration he needed to persevere in this devotion for the rest of his life. And thanks to his example, many others made this devotion as well. And as I mentioned, the Feast of St. Margaret Mary, which we celebrate each year in October, This feast is a reminder to us of the humble pleadings of the Sacred Heart to be loved. To be loved in a practical way. The world today is like that small church in China. Our Lord has been insulted and abandoned. He has been stolen from many tabernacles And now there are very few left who love him. But like that little girl in the story, we know where we can find him. We have him here in our tabernacle. We can receive him in Holy Communion. We can make the Holy Hour, if not here, at least in our own homes. The first Fridays, the all-night adoration, the enthronement of the sacred heart in the home, these are the things our Lord is seeking. When he appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he showed her his heart. And he said, Behold this heart which has so loved men that it has spared itself nothing even exhausting and consuming itself in proof of its love. And yet he went on, I received nothing but coldness and indifference from the majority of men. You at least, he said to St. Margaret Mary and to us, you at least strive to make up for their ingratitude. That our Lord came not just with this request, he came too with a promise. And these are the words of St. Margaret Mary herself relating the promise that our Lord made to her. promise he makes to each one of us too. St. Margaret Mary said, The divine heart promised me on behalf of all those who would consecrate themselves to him that he would receive them lovingly. He would assure their salvation. He would take a special care to sanctify them and to make them great in heaven insofar as as they generously try to make his sacred heart loved by all. Make the sacred heart of Jesus loved in your homes 
and in your families. Be for our Lord what that little girl was for him. A friend who would never abandon him. Especially when he was despised and rejected by the world. Comfort him with your prayers and sacrifices. Use well your time after Holy Communion. And make the holy hour of reparation, especially on Thursday nights. And lastly, do not underestimate the happiness that your love gives his heart. Your hearts are his heaven. And he says to you what he said to St. Margaret Mary. My child, I have chosen your soul to be a heaven of rest for me. And your heart to be a throne of delight for my love. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.